time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up when it's Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 707 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. December 15. Glenn, we're halfway through December. What happened? (laughs) Christmas is right around the corner. That means Christmas is right around the corner, dude. (laughs) I got some shopping to do. What in the world? Yeah, you better hurry up. What, what in taunt, as our governor would say, what in taunt nation going on around here? The cur- I, courtesy of Jed Clampett. Courtesy of Jed Clampett. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of stuff to get done between uh, now and nine days from now, which is Christmas Eve. Obviously, by Christmas Eve, if it if it's not done, game over, yeah. as they say. Anyway, folks, welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host for this Yuletide excursion into Broadcast Excellent, where we talk about the news, current events, everything that we think you need to know. It's a crazy broken world. It's good that it's Christmas, Glenn. It's a nice break from all the craziness in the world going crazy haywire around us yeah and people seem to be you know in a better mood until january 2nd or 3rd when they, then it all kicks when, up again. when they give up on their new gym gym membership <laughs> yeah, yeah. when yeah. the uh, new year's resolutions run out at about yeah. january 15th yeah yeah that's when things go south mm-hmm. i'm your host for saturday morning coffee y'all thanks for sharing your saturday morning with us it is great to be with you this morning here at saturday morning coffee we invite you to sit down pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee Join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything happening in this world that we think you need to know. You guys know this already, but we're all about lower taxes, limited government, all the things that mean more freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. Y'all, it's your government. It's our government. We the people. We the people of these United States do hereby form this government to serve our ends. I was on the Liz show this week, uh, Glenn, as always, on the Friday morning segment, and I kept coming back to the same idea is who do you people work for? Do you all know who the boss is? We were talking in this particular instance about the FBI. Mm-hmm. And for instance, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's mm-hmm. little black book, mm-hmm. his travel log. You know, no business exists without customers. And of course, Jeffrey Epstein had customers. Yes, he did. And thus far, the only person who's really been hung out to dry, of course, Jeffrey Epstein hung himself out to dry if you believe that Mm -hmm. and then of course Ghislaine Maxwell Mm -hmm. she was hung out to dry I still Mm -hmm. wonder why we haven't heard more from her like the yeah who's she protecting the jailhouse tell-all yeah he's dead yeah probably a book coming out somebody got to her but yes how come we don't know about the criminal activity of the customers you know, these girls were. Well, we don't uh, forget about forget about the. We don't even know who they are. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're, it's like it doesn't matter. They're just skipping by it. And think about this. What's Glenn, the guy's name? Dick and, Durbin. Yeah. Then, yeah. Dick, are you? Yeah, he's holding. Are it you up. dirty? Yeah. As uh, Jesse Waters famously mm-hmm. asked. Yeah. Uh, this week, by the way, if you guys want to send, I want to encourage y'all to take uh, Jesse Waters up on his advice and send uh, send Dirty Dick Durbin a tweet. It's at Senator Durbin is the um, is the twi- Twitter handle at Senator Durbin is the Twitter handle. So if you haven't done your uh, tweet to Senator Durbin, 
asking him why he refuses to release the Epstein Diaries, then I would say uh, go ahead and do that. Now's a great time, Christmas season. Their senators love to hear from their constituents, and especially those who are <laughs> less than happy with their services. Great time of year to write your senator. And I know Durbin is not our senator here in South Carolina. But really, what are they hiding? And think about this, Glenn. Four years now they've had to get the to get the information out. Mm-hmm. How long, and thank goodness uh, for another senator, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, for grilling him on the carpet in the uh, in the here in the hearing chamber asking the uh, it wasn't even it wasn't even Christopher Ray it wasn't even director Ray it was some you know second tier knucklehead from the FBI who really knew nothing was not even remotely prepared to answer the question but think about this Glenn you've got the the Epstein diaries or, or the, the the little black book the Johns mm-hmm. the customer list yep. the, the money the money people and we'd love to I think Sure, it's titillating, but we just, I mean, the public has a right to know. It's a criminal matter. The guy died under very suspicious circumstances. We were told it's a suicide, but we, I don't believe that. Mm. Um, There were too many weird things that happened in his death. And think about that. That's just the tip of the iceberg. What about the Hunter Biden laptop? What about the the January 6th video, the thousands of hours of body cam footage that have still never been released? We had the whole thing with Tucker and McCarthy's going to let it out through and then and then the new speaker is going to release. Every, still, there is, as far as I know, tons, thousands of hours of video footage from January 6th still rotting away somewhere behind, you know, somewhere in the bowels of the deep state, whether it's in the J. Edgar Hoover building or somewhere else. How long do these people get to ignore the public's right to to have answers, to know? We have a right to know. Vivek Ramaswamy was taken to task on the CNN town hall for suggesting that there was government involvement uh, in January 6. Mm-hmm. And I and firmly I firmly believe that there was. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the clearly available evidence yeah. suggests that there were government plants, FBI informants, in the crowd the question is to what extent were they involved there is no question that they were involved that much we know know. there's no doubt that's beyond at this point that has been proven in my mind just with the publicly available information beyond a reasonable doubt Mm -hmm. but if you really want to know the the real question is not whether the government was involved but to what extent the government was involved and that's the sixty four thousand dollar question So what's the holdup? Why, why, what, what could possibly be on the videotape that would prevent us from seeing it? And don't hand me any of this, any of this sources and methods. That's just a crock. That's an absolute crock. So what is the reason? The all, there, there's only one logical, rational reason, and that is they just don't want us to know. Yeah, yeah that, that's clear. If you circle back to the Epstein thing, do, don't the girls that were involved... Don't they deserve justice? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, and and why they deserve justice? Why it's being ignored that these young girls were abused and taken uh, to this island, uh, and the other the people that did these things are you know just kind of let let go. We're not going to worry about it. We're not going to do yeah. anything about it. Sooner or later, I, I really think that much of what government deals with and does not deal with is based on the understanding that there's an axiomatic truth. 
mm-hmm. in society. There's, if they ignore us long enough, yeah. sooner or later we will forget, and it'll be like, ah, oh, just uh-huh. keep moving along. And folks. if you keep hearing the same Nothing thing, eventually here. you'll believe it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sooner or later, you'll believe the big lie, and you'll forget that there were a thousand, a hundred thousand questions that nobody ever answered that were left on the ash heap of history. Yeah. And you just keep going, ah, you, you know, you got a house payment to make. You got uh, kids to get through school. You got college tuition to pay for. You got too many things to worry about to keep asking yeah. about what Jeffrey Epstein did yeah. or did not do in, Manhattan, in a Manhattan prison right. 16 years ago. That's their strategy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But you have to ask yourself, I can't believe that it's this bad. But, yeah, who do you people work for? Yeah. And I've used this example before. I think Vivek Ramaswamy, whether he's got a shot at it or not, he would do it. I mm-hmm. pray that Donald Trump would do it. I was at a, a speaking engagement, speaking to a bunch of Republican women this past week, and I said, look, I'm the chair of the Republican County in Ori County. I'm not going to endorse because I don't think the chair of the party should endorse. Right. I don't think the state chair should endorse, and I don't think county chairs should endorse. At, at least that's the way the rules have always been explained to me. I understand that the rules are changing, but we need somebody like that. We need somebody like a Donald Trump. I think DeSantis would probably do a pretty good job of it. But we need somebody who will go in there and send about half of those people packing, Glenn. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Yeah, and still. this time, no, there's no there's no halvesies. No, there's not. It's not flag football. No. We're playing for keeps. Yep. The republic is on the line, folks. It really is. The republic is on the line. And this is do or die. 24 is a do or die moment for this country, y'all. Write that down. I believe that with all my heart. Great show coming up for you this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. Still a lot to talk about. We got a great Rasmussen poll that we um, we talk, We would love to share with you a little bit about that. We've got more to talk about this defense reauthorization uh, bill and the renewal of FISA. How lucky it was that they snuck that through on us. And then, of course, got the uh, anti-white Christmas party hosted uh, by the mayor of Boston. We'll chat a little bit about that if we have some time. And we may give some stuff away, but we're also going to be joined by Andre Bauer, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, policy as it relates to China and the technology gap uh, that we have and what we can do about it. So Andre Bauer, former lieutenant governor of uh, South Carolina, going to be joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors on this special Yuletide edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour saturday december 16 on your saturday morning thanks for joining us it's uh great to be with y'all on this uh saturday morning here and uh 
the Grand Strand. Wanted to uh, mention that if you guys have comments to share with the show, we've got email address, mailbag for the show, smc at gmail uh, is the email address for the show, smc at gmail.com. Also have a Twitter handle. If you follow the show on Twitter, which is now X, the Twitter handle, the X handle is, see, none of this stuff works with X. <laughs> the X handle for the show is at Reese Boyd, R-E-E-S-E-B-O-Y-D. Follow us, and every time we post a new episode of the podcast, you'll get a Twitter update, uh, an X update that will uh, alert you to the new broadcast on the on the podcast page. So, by the way, Glenn, we had to do a significant amount of cleanup from last week's episode. Last week's episode came to you live. Yeah from the South Carolina Fitzrack Conference held by the State Republican Party here in Myrtle Beach. And we just had some technical technical difficulties. Uh, I think most of our guests were not audible on the live broadcast, so we had to really... Uh, when we started sharing the mic, it was. Yeah, yeah we, we, were, we were passing the uh, microphone back and forth. With, we need uh, to make sure next time that you're, uh, that you're more familiar with that equipment, that as far as cutting up the... Well, for some reason, it would not allow me to adjust the second mic. It said when I would try to adjust the second mic, I know we're getting down a rabbit hole here, but it it would tell me that the one button on the left was controlling both mics. Right. And I had already, it was already max gain. So anyway, we'll look at that. We need to have a little training session on that. But anyway, we got through it and we cleaned it up a little bit on the podcast. So if y'all want to check out the podcast, we encourage you to follow the show on your favorite podcast provider. Just search for Saturday Morning Coffee and look for the familiar red and blue coffee cup logo and subscribe to uh, the podcast. We try to put that together for you at least once a week, sometimes less, sometimes more. But we encourage you to check that out if you would and enjoy the Saturday morning podcast at your leisure. You don't have to get up at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning to catch the show. But we had a great time at the at the conference last week. And as a matter of fact, Glenn, we had Drew McKissick on. That was a great interview. There were so many interesting topics of discussion that came up. The woke agenda in our schools was mm-hmm. discussed. The Judeo-Christian heritage heritage. Um, uh, Tim Barton from Wall Builders was there, gave a great speech. I'm going to see if we can find that from the speech and share that through our Facebook. Find that from the party and share that through our Facebook page. But he gave an outstanding speech. So many great speakers at the event. If y'all didn't come out and check it out, it, you missed a great event. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we actually had a great time. A lot of guests on the program last week. So we encourage y'all to check out that episode uh, of the podcast. What, but one of the things we did do, Glenn, and I don't think this made this onto the program, I don't think this made it onto the show because we were running short of time, but we did do a little drawing. We invited folks to drop by the booth and, and register for a giveaway because we've been talking about a giveaway. And somewhere here in my notes, bear with me, I've got the winner. It's uh, somebody who, who put an email in to us. Where did it go? Here we go. Uh, we do have a winner, Glenn, from the drawing that we did last week at the Fitzrack Conference in Myrtle Beach. It is Mary Seavers. Mary is a realtor, and she lives in North Carolina, and so she's a listener to the show. She had sent us an email. Her name was in the bucket. So, Mary, congratulations. You've got a uh, Saturday morning coffee gift basket that's uh, full of One Nation Coffee coffee and a Saturday morning coffee coffee mug, and we'll even throw a T-shirt in there if you'll let us know what size you want. And uh, so congratulations to Mary Seavers uh, on uh, on that win. We, and, and by the way, if you guys, again, want to send an email to the show, we'll add you to the bucket for whenever we next do a drawing. SMC at gmail.com is the email address for the show. Shoot us that email. Give us a topic suggestion, comments, whatever you'd like, and we will throw your email in the bucket for the next time we do a drawing 
for some of that fine One Nation coffee that we drink here every Saturday morning. Drinking some now, by the way. Oh, yeah? Mother of all blends. And I got some coffee for you for Christmas. All right. So, all right. Yeah. yeah. So y'all check them out, onenationcoffee.com. They uh, they kindly supply uh, all the the official coffee provider of Saturday Morning Coffee is onenationcoffee.com. The official portion. racing fuel of Saturday Morning Coffee. And your your contra- your purchase also results, every purchase results in a contribution to the One Nation Foundation, which supports... Uh, veterans and first responders so it's a great it's a great uh it's a great deal it's a great coffee and it's a great company and if you'll use the saturday morning coffee promo code you'll get a 10 percent discount on your order at one nation coffee.com uh, so we encourage you to check that out when there is so much going on in the world today it is hard to keep up with everything but one of the things i wanted to talk about this morning i want to give a shout out for starters russell fry one of the republicans who did not vote for the defense reauthorization act uh, this week I was very disappointed. The speaker was on the list. Bobert was on the list. A lot of names that you would not expect to see were on that list. But Russell Fry did not vote for it. There was um, Thomas Massey was was giving an interview after the fact, and he was talking about, hey, they set up a skiff, a secure room in Capitol Hill. They bring all these members in there, the you know the defense establishment, and they tell these people, look, you've got to vote. For this bill, or our soldiers are going to starve. Yep. National defense is on the line. They tell all. They tell them all the reasons in secret why they have to vote for the bill. And then you got speaker like people like Speaker Mike Johnson, who are supposed to be conservatives, Glenn, who are supposed to be carrying the water on Capitol Hill for the people, for the conservative cause. And they go in there and they vote for nonsensical omnibus bills like this Defense Reauthorization Act. It's cuckoo. There's no accountability in that process. Basically, we got an we got an inspector general for Ukrainian funding. Some an inspector general. Basically, they get an auditor to go in and check out, kick the tires on what's being spent. But that's like okay, you got an auditor, you got an inspector general. He's going to issue a report, tell me, telling us how many tens of billions of dollars have been wasted. Hopefully. Uh, he'll be able to tell us. He or she will be able to tell us. But that's just a report. That doesn't fix the problem. That helps identify the scope of the problem. But that's the only thing that Republicans got in that transaction, in that deal. There was, you know, all of the woke agenda that's been proliferating through the Department of Defense, drag queen story hours, all the crazy, nonsensical things that DOD has been focused on that don't involve defending the country are still there. And so all of the accountability that Republicans were looking for is not present. And worst of all, aside from giving another $800 billion to DOD in very much unrestricted fashion, uh, in addition to all of that, Glenn, the FISA authorization was renewed. They said it was for four months. I'm actually told, according to Tom Massey, that he thinks it's more like a year, and that'll just be a prelude to renewing it again. And... That is a whole nother segment, Glenn, the, the FISA renewal. If we don't get some accountability somewhere, we were talking in the first segment about who's who's the boss, okay. who does the government work for. If we can't find some accountability at some point, we should really just kind of fold up the tents and go home. Yeah, They've already admitted. I mean, the FBI has admitted that there were 250,000 Americans that were spied on illegally without warrants. And like you've heard many people say this week, yes, bad things happen. There are bad people. There are spies here in our country. There are people who are working for foreign powers. There are people who would do us harm. But 
there is this little thing called the Fourth Amendment. It used to mean something. Well, yes, if you need to search somebody, search them, but go get a warrant. Right. Why is that so hard to ask? Why is that, why is that such a heavy lift? Because then you would know. <laughs> Maybe. It's crazy, Glenn. It's crazy. It's like there's only two things that are going to save us, y'all. Federalism and the Bill of Rights. And we are, we are really, really in danger of losing the Bill of Rights because there are so many areas where the government is acting in ways that just completely disregard the protections that supposedly exist under the Bill of Rights. They're completely ignoring the Fourth Amendment in many respects. So... Like I said, folks, we got a great show today. We're going to be joined by a guest after the break. Former Lieutenant Governor of South Carolina, Andre Bauer, going to be talking to us along with some other representatives of the China Integrity Project regarding um, our, our situation, our technological gap. You know, you've heard of the, the various gaps, the missile gap, the, the, the bomber gap. Well, we've got a technology gap today, a technology gap with China. So we're going to be talking about that after the break. And uh, so stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Do not leave town. morning everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour saturday december 16 thanks for sharing your saturday morning with us here on saturday morning coffee as promised we're joined now on the program by a very special guest actually two very special guests our old friend former lieutenant governor andre bauer with the state of south was lieutenant governor with the state of south carolina joined also uh with andre here on the show by jeffrey jeff kane jeff is policy director of the Tech Integrity Project. It is an effort designed to stop China from owning the U.S. technology industry. This caught my attention a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, when I read an op-ed piece, commentary, that former Lieutenant Governor Bauer had written and was posted in the Post and Courier. He said, presidential candidates must pledge to take on China. And I think the gist of uh, the, the, the problem that we've seen is, folks, we don't even have, not only do we not have an effective China policy, but we have a current administration that is facilitating and, and in bed uh, with China and working cooperatively with them in ways that are very detrimental to U.S. Natural, national interests. So, Andre, Jeff, welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks, Reed. Thank you for having us. So, Andre, tell me a little bit about uh, what exactly, first of all, you heard my little snapshot. What is your view of the problem, uh, and how did you get involved with the effort? And tell us a little bit about what the Tech Integrity Project is, if you would. Well, and, and even back before that, just to, to throw this in, you know, we're on a short schedule now. We're almost two months away from the primary in South Carolina, and, and South Carolina still picks presidents. And if you don't believe it, look, since 1980, how many times we've gotten it right. Only one time did we not pick who the nominee for the Republican Party would be. That was Newt Gingrich in 2012. I was living in Myrtle Beach, endorsed him. He did a great job, didn't didn't fare so well after Florida. However, we will pick the next nominee again. And so our, our, our mission is, hey, 
candidates that are wanting to serve in the highest office, not only in the nation, but in the world, we want to engage in this. We want to cut it off at the past. China's been on a mission for a long time to beat us militarily, technology-wise, manufacturing, and they've gotten a jump on us on so many fronts. And when you look at the fact that we've got American companies like Microsoft that employ 10,000 people in China, and they don't seem to be concerned at all that the Chinese government is looking at every bit of information they take in. If we don't speak now, uh, we're once again going to be behind, be behind like we are in manufacturing. Reese, when I was a kid, I can remember people in the manufacturing business talking about China coming over here and replicating our manufacturing facilities. And then with bad trade policies to amplify it, we put them in the driver's seat um, for production now to where it's actually a dis, um, disservice to our people militarily that they can produce. And one of the reasons we won World War II was the Germans made stuff just as good as we did. However, we could manufacture them a lot better than the Germans could, and therefore we were able to beat them. To give them a leg up on technology when AI, we don't even know the ramifications of what all AI will will change in all of our lives, and all of us will be directly affected by AI, make no mistake. But at this point in time, we want to make sure that our gains in technology are not shared with an adversary. One of the things that I've noticed, Andre, is this uh, this administration is completely anemic when it comes to China. And our China policy, I don't even know if your average person can articulate even what our China policy is. It, it's bizarre. I mean, they are they are our number one strategic enemy, and it's not even really readily apparent when you read through the mainstream press exactly how we are trying to deal with that. Well, um, you know, one of the major problems right now with the Biden administration is that it cannot articulate a clear policy on China. We've been helping China in ways that are just so beyond the pale. Uh, just for example, the Chinese premier, Xi Jinping, visited San Francisco recently, had a summit uh, with the president. Xi Jinping was there dining with many of the top American business leaders at a $2,000 a head dinner. They, they paid this money to go see a dictator speak. San Francisco has an, an, an enormous homeless problem. Uh, you know, there is uh, human excrement on the streets. There's drug addiction. All of this was cleaned up because the Chinese dictator was showing up to San Francisco Yep. Yeah, the, the leaders of this country say that they haven't been able to do this, but suddenly when China's here, they're able to do it. Yeah, th- that was amazing to me, Jeff, that they could clean San Francisco up, which is has literally, it's a cesspool. It's turned into a human hellhole, and yet they, they cleaned it up and lined the streets with Chinese flags for a visiting dictator. It's I'm speechless when I think about it. It's really hard to imagine that we did that, but we did. Jeff, tell me what the... What is the Technology Integrity Project? Who formed it, and, and what are the objectives of the project? I understand we want to deal with the China threat, but maybe give us a, a brief synopsis of what the, what the project exactly is, big picture. Sure. So the goal of the project is to uh, raise awareness, especially with the forthcoming uh, election, on the threats of American technology companies giving technology to China, helping China with AI, quantum computing, all these frontier technologies that are now on the horizon that are that are going to make big changes in the world. We've identified a few companies that have been especially bad actors. They are Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft. And we're asking for presidential candidates to sign a pledge that they will do everything in their power if elected to stop this from happening, to stop American big tech from helping the Chinese Communist Party advance its malign agenda against America and its people. Yeah, I've been reading... Uh, Jeff and Andre, where 
Apple, let's, I'll take the Apple example, is moving iPhone production in some measure to India, for example, and I think there are efforts to do that. But to me, that's still not as good as why couldn't we build iPhones here in the States? And I know there's probably lots of reasons that they would tell me why that is. I will say this. I have a client who works for Apple, and he, he and I were once having a discussion. This was a couple of years ago. And I said, you know, what would happen if things got really bad with China and you could not work with companies like Foxconn? And, and he told me, he said, you know, if we had to build the iPhone, what we build today in China, if we had to build it stateside, it would take us 10 years to produce an iPhone. And that's uh, that's a fairly astonishing prediction. I, I'm baffled that the America body politic, the country, the, the, that we have allowed ourselves to get ourselves in a position where we are so dependent on these countries to build the very the, everything around us that's so dependent, the computer chips, the microchips, the phones, all of these things, we're dependent on countries that are out to get us, to destroy us if they could. It's a very dangerous position to be in. It's, I mean, I, I lived in China for 12 years, and I saw what was happening there, and it is dangerous. It is um, truly evil what the Chinese Communist Party is trying to do. They do want to end democracy. It is their goal. Uh, here's the other problem. It's not only dangerous the position that we're in, but American companies are actively helping the Chinese Communist Party achieve these goals. So just to give one example, this was just published in the Washington Free Beacon last week. Uh, an investigation found that Microsoft had engaged in a partnership with Chinese state propaganda media uh, helping develop software for these state propaganda firms, uh, which would, uh, you know, which would undermine. I mean, these are propaganda firms that spread all kinds of anti-American sentiment that uh, go on social media that that uh, interfere in our politics. They say that America is evil. America is the enemy. And you know, here's Microsoft, the company founded by Bill Gates, uh, sitting in Beijing, shaking hands with these exact same state firms. And then, uh, you know, giving them the software they need to spread these malign messages. And, you know, this is just merely one example, uh, one little drop in the pond. There are so many of these examples that we've found that many other researchers have found. And it's alarming that um, our companies are willing to put us, in a, put us in a position in which we're both dependent on China, but then we're also vulnerable because we're helping them work against us. Yeah, it, it's it's insane. I mean, it is the defi- the very definition of insanity. Jeff, and one question I had, uh, uh, isn't it true that Google uh, helped transfer a lot of technology to the Chinese Communist Party to facilitate their efforts to censor their own Internet within China? Um, so Google cannot formally operate in China as mm-hmm. a search engine, uh, but uh, you might be talking about Apple, which has taken censorship orders from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, so, you know, there have been protests in Hong Kong, protests in other places in, in China. Uh, Apple has complied with censorship orders and has uh, stopped the information flows and, 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 and uh, halted some of the technological tools that protesters could use to communicate with each other. Uh, you know, Tim Cook has been on the record saying in the past that Apple has to follow the rules in China. But the problem with that is that China is a one-party authoritarian state. It's yeah. not like you're in a democracy like Amer- like America following the rules where we have uh, checks and balances and we have a Congress and elected officials who are putting these laws in place. When Apple does this in China, they have blood on their hands because they are literally taking orders 
from the world's largest police state and enforcing it on a population that is powerless. Uh, you know, if this were to happen in America, say at some of these, uh, you know, the, the, the protests that have happened in America in recent years, it would just be uh, uproar. I mean, if, if Apple, uh, you know, moved to, to to stop information from spreading or whatnot, uh, it's like whatever whatever they do in China to get away with because people are not paying attention. But if it happened here in America, it would be a massive, massive scandal. Yeah. So. Jeff, if folks want to follow the Technology uh, Integrity Project, how, how could they follow y'all? How can they get involved? What can average folks do to become more uh, aware on this on this topic and, and, to, and to help uh, move the ball down the field? So, uh, you know, we're, we're on Twitter, uh, Tech Integrity 24. Uh, that's our Twitter handle. We're, um, we're online. We have a newsletter. Uh, I recommend going to our website at the Tech Integrity Project. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, have regular updates that we're publishing. We're always trying to put out press releases, news releases, and just trying to uh, raise the word on this very important topic. Well, I appreciate all that y'all are doing. Uh, we're talking with Jeffrey Kane, Policy Director for the Tech Intelligy Integrity Project, and also Andre Brower. Andre, anything else you want to add to the discussion? We'll let you guys close. We'll no, I think Jeff did a great job. I hope the people of South Carolina will start questioning their elected leaders on every level, especially our members of Congress and folks that want to be the next president of the United States, because it is an imperative issue that we need to have input on instead of just the lobbyists. Amen. Well, gentlemen, thank you all for joining us. Andre, Jeff, thank you all for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee this morning. Keep in touch. Let us know. Uh, we'll be following you all. We may have you back on the show, but we'll uh, we'll be watching this issue carefully. Thanks for all you all are doing, and uh, you all have a great weekend. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Folks, that's uh, Jeff Kane and Andre Bauer speaking to us about the tech integrity project we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more saturday morning coffee i'm reese boyd that's glenn die don't leave town have yourself a merry little christmas make the yuletide gay Folks, let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Of course, I'm talking about the fine folks at Conway Ford. Conway Ford is your hometown dealer, winner of the Ford President's Award, where, you're, where you'll always find friendly faces, great selection, excellent customer service, and the best buying experience around. They guarantee it. The Conway, buy, the Conway Ford buying experience is better than their competitors. They absolutely guarantee it. By the way, on December 18. You'll drop a toy off by Conway Ford. You'll be entered in a, in a contest giveaway. They're having a lot of fun at Conway Ford. They are a big uh, collection point for Toys for Tots. And uh, you can brighten a child's Christmas by taking your new unwrapped toy by Conway Ford, dropping it off. They are excited to be a part of that program. So please take a moment, drop by, say hello to all the fine folks there at Conway Ford. And while you're there, check out the great inventory of Expeditions, Mustangs, uh, Broncos, Bronco Sports, you name it. They've got the greatest selection around Ford F-150s. Um, and also offering complimentary pickup and delivery service for your service needs. So whatever you need, Conway Ford can take care of you. And be sure to take care of those kids by dropping off an unwrapped toy at Conway Ford now before December 18. And you'll be entered in that contest. Conway Ford, check them out. Church Street in Conway and tell them you heard about it on Saturday Morning Coffee.
another white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Thanks for joining us. I want to thank Andre Bauer and, and Jeff for joining us here on the Saturday Morning Coffee program today. A lot of fun uh, this morning we've had here talking about a lot of issues. Some things I did not get to, Glenn, that I wanted to get to, wanted to chat with you briefly about this Rasmussen poll. Folks, there is Donald Trump said this was the most important poll that's been done in the last 20 years. We don't really have time to drill down into it today, but... Rasmussen did a poll this past week where they contacted folks and said, hey, did you participate in mail-in balloting? And for those who said yes, then they asked them a series of follow-up questions regarding, did you do X? Did you do Y? Not asking them, you know, did you commit fraud? But just asking them, did you fill them out for somebody else? Did you fill any out for a family member? And astonishingly, astonishingly, folks, the results of the poll were that about one in five mail-in ballots were fraudulently cast. And that's excluding, that's excluding, by the way, the people who were smart enough not to admit to telling people that they did something wrong because they know it's wrong and they're not going to admit to it, even even to a pollster. So just the people who were willing to self-report, the number was about one in five, about 20% of the ballots. There was something fraudulent about them cast on behalf of somebody else, cast, cast on behalf of a friend, cast on behalf of a family member. Well, guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, if you've got an, uh, a crazy aunt who's uh, suffering from dementia and has been incompetent for a number of years, you can't cast a ballot for her. That's illegal. That's called ballot fraud. You would never do that. You would never take her down to the polling place and walk her through the process. You can't do that with a mail-in ballot. And of the respondents, Glenn, 17% responded that they had cast ballots in a jurisdiction in which they no longer lived. <laughs> well. At the Fitzrack conference that I mentioned earlier that we were broadcast from last week, uh, one of the speakers was Robert Cahaley. Robert mentioned an apartment that they have as a business. They have an apartment over in Atlanta. And he said, you know, like every apartment, there's a mail, there's a mail center where mm-hmm. all the apartments have little mailboxes. Cluster boxes. Cluster boxes. Yeah. He said he went in that mail center, the mail, little mail building. There was like a stack in the corner of ballots, like 25 ballots piled up in the corner, corner that had been sent to people who no longer live there, and so the postman had just laid them there. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy, Glenn, and, and we'll go into this in more depth, but I, you know, if 20% of the mail-in ballots are fraudulently placed, what that means is that mass mail-in balloting, if you live in a jurisdiction where there is mass mail-in balloting, and we've known this already. That's mm-hmm. what was so frustrating to me about the Rasmussen poll. We knew this. We've been talking about this on the Liz Calloway Show, on this show. Mass mail-in balloting is a non-starter, folks. If you are mailing out ballots in your state to everybody on the voter registration roll so they can use those ballots if they want to, whether they're able to vote or not, whether they request it or not, if you're just sending out mass ballots to everybody on the list, you will never have another fair and accurate election in your jurisdiction. It's over, finished, done, fini. Think about that, folks. I'm going to look at this a little more in depth. We'll talk about it later. But in those states that are doing mass mail-in balloting, if you look at 20% of that number, the ballots that are cast by mail, 20% of that number, it will change the outcome in just about every election that you look at. And so it's crazy, y'all. It's absolutely crazy. We did not get a chance, so we'll talk more about that later. We did not get a chance to talk about the issue of the uh, mayor of uh, Boston, Michelle Wu, and her 
non-white <laughs> elected officials Christmas party. So the non-white, I'm dreaming of a non-white Christmas. Glenn, we'll have to save it for later. Let me leave y'all with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Folks, have a great weekend. Have a great rest of the holiday season. We wish everybody a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you back soon for more Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.